This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Send me your emails, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, our radio website, exxonradiotv.com, and uh, our XZBN website, xzbn.net. My guest this hour is R. Scott Lemriel. He is a direct experience-based hidden truth researcher and international conference speaker who is passionate about revealing to others what he has discovered and is continuing to discover regarding purposefully purposefully hidden truth on Earth and an interdimensional galactic scale. The series agenda book that was written for the experiential benefit of the readers is entirely based upon many awareness-expanding events that Scott experienced throughout his lifetime and which continue to this very day. The Parallel Time Trilogy, previously written books, reveal very significant, deliberately hidden aspects of ancient galactic, Earth, and our solar system history that helped confirm the depth of the deliberately hidden truth he was uncovering through direct experiences, in contrast to uh, relying upon belief, speculation, or theory. Joining me now is Scott Lemriel. And Scott, welcome back to the X-Zone. Welcome. I'm happy to be back, Rob. It's been about a year, I guess. It, it? it has been. So what have you been up to? Uh, more oh, more discoveries? Oh, <laughs> more discoveries, more explorations. And uh, I was at a very special conference in Finland. Mm-hmm. I've flown over there to meet with some scientists and some other people that a shaman from Russia, uh, the Hopi elders, uh, to discuss really and work with each other for a couple of days and then present to the public there. Uh, um mostly material that all of us have experienced directly. So it was really quite a unique event. That was a year ago. Wow. And then I was at the third Galactic Wisdom Conference that a fellow radio show host friend puts on in Washington State, out of this world radio, and uh, that was put on just uh, east of Olympia. Mm -hmm. And that was in March. So what new hidden facts have you discovered since you and I last talked? I guess the best way I would have to put that is that the people I work with, or the beings that I work with and been in touch with mm-hmm. most of my life, are beginning to ramp up something that is unexpected and new regarding the way this world works to help set it free, to help it run better, and help it not be destroyed. No. Most of my experiences in working on radio and at uh, conferences around the world mm-hmm. continue to ramp up. So I continue to share with people some of the information that I've discovered that can benefit them. Well, for our listeners who may not have been with us last year when you were with us, uh, share with them the contact that you have with those from out of this world. I think the best thing to say is when I was very young, Mm -hmm. I was about three, I began to have experiences out of body, unexpected and unlooked for, and contacts with benevolent extraterrestrials, most of them human, 
I was not one of those people that had uh, these abduction experiences with little greys or anything like that. So I think I was very fortunate. And the concern that beings that live out in the universe have for this world has been ongoing for a very long time. Um, and this goes back into galactic history with a treaty that was signed at the end of a great war half a million years ago. And that brings us up to present time, mm-hmm. where this treaty and what was signed between races off-world is underway to bring about a change here for the first time in galactic history. When I was young, uh, as I said, about three or four years old, I suddenly found myself out of my body, walking it it up to the brick house where my parents lived, and um, I could see a sphere of golden energy above my head, and in it were geometric formulas, mathematical equations, star patterns, things that I recognized, but I looked at them from the perspective of an adult male. Mm. And I wondered, Earth? What am I doing on Earth? I could see from the star patterns represented there that I was on this planet. And that confounded me. And I went back into the body. Many years later, when I was 18 or 19 years old, I began to unravel this mystery. Scott, we're going to have to have a bit of a cliffhanger here. I've got to take a break. Please stand by. Exonation. We're talking to Scott Lamriel. How do you pronounce your family name? Correct. Lamriel? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And uh, the website to find out more about Scott and the work that he's done, paralleltime.com. That's www.paralleltime.com. And Scott and I will be back on the other side of this short break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? 
wire crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at Songs and Stories for Soldiers. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back, everyone. This is the X Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and our guest this hour is a gentleman we've had the pleasure of having on the show before. Scott Lemriel is his name. The website is www.paralleltime.com. Dot com. Sorry that I had to cut you off and uh, make that cliffhanger, pal, but you know how it is. We've got to have the commercials oh, no and the bills. All righty. So if you wouldn't mind continuing. Yeah. Um, maybe I should share with your folks a little bit about what inspired me to write the books I wrote. Okay, that's a great idea. Um, when I started to write the Say Raise Agenda, you're aware of that, Rob. I think I introduced that to your listeners a year ago. Yes. Um, actually, the 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 Parallel Time Trilogy, the first book is titled The Emerald Doorway. Those were written before the Sabres Agenda, and they largely came about because I started to have very vivid journeys down the time track to recall lifetimes I've lived on this planet and other worlds, and so that was the natural outcome of those experiences. When I started writing the Sabres Agenda, it began as a to try to write my memoirs about the experiences I've had mm-hmm. with benevolent extraterrestrials all my life. I'm 67 now, so that means I've been doing this for, well, since I was three. Wow. And um, kept quiet about it. When I had experiences with benevolent extraterrestrials, generally at a time, this must have been around 19, let's see, 1961, or so, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit before that. Um, my, at that time on this planet, there were, as you know, a lot of extraterrestrial UFO sightings all over the planet, particularly since uh, people on the planet started testing nuclear weapons. And um, when I had these experiences, I never relayed them to my family or my parents. I was, I think, wisely kept quiet about them. And when my mother, who has just turned 89, when I revealed the Sayers Agenda manuscript to her you know, about five or six years ago, and she read it for the first time. That's when she found out who her son was and what he'd been going through all these, time, all these years, because I never mentioned it to anyone. So that inspired the writing of the Sayers Agenda to begin to document direct experiences I was having and ongoing experiences, and it started with writing about the experiences I had as a child in my uh, teens, early 20s, and onward. And out of that, while I was writing it, I was introduced to, the only way of putting it, is introduced to a being named uh, Ambassador Torellian. Torellian is a human, like us, not from Earth. He's the ambassador of a race called the Say Rays, which is the title of the book. The Say Rays are human, very ancient, several billion years old. We get our genomes from them on Earth originally. Mm -hmm. They're 18 feet tall. If they're in physical form, they would be that tall, not like people on Earth. 
And um, when I was writing the book, I got introduced to this being. And it wasn't an invasion of my space or psychic. It was telepathic. And then I met him. Um, so I've been getting some help from this ancient wise being and also from what's called, in English, the Galactic Interdimensional Alliance of Free Worlds. And this is a system of world, harmonious world systems that travel the stars that comprises more than 450 million advanced base-faring races in just a quarter of our Milky Way galaxy. And it's interesting that people on Earth have been, well, I have to say deliberately kept from knowing about this. I think particularly since the National Security Act was enacted and a classified system began, I think it started with good intent. So as I was writing the book, I began to become more familiar with this unknown race, mm -hmm. and I discovered that they actually sponsored races like human, a reptilian, gray, whites, all these different races people have heard about a long time ago in our galaxy and in several others, and brought them up to space-faring capability. And then they just vanished, kind of to leave us on our own, see what we did with it. I think the results speak for themselves. Some races went more diabolical when they were originally benevolent, and we got into a lot of problems. Earth, from my experience, Rob, has its condition today because directly because of the influence of both benevolent and malevolent extraterrestrial races. Sounds like we're One almost the, the botany. Really shocked me. Mm -hmm. Sounds like we're the botany bay of the universe. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that shocked me is when I discovered, when I was shown, literally shown, that human beings never evolved on this planet in the first place. Say what? Yeah. Well, you know, when people think of theory that they teach in universities like, well, maybe we came from Cro-Magnon Man or that before that was monkeys. Yeah. There's really no valid proof for that. It's still theory. <clears throat> really, they're, they're not going to find one because there is no proof. Human beings evolved several billions of years ago out in the galaxies and were brought here under one scenario or another over the last 50 million years since the dinosaurs were made extinct. That's a big statement. Shocked me. I really had to go into the depth of exploring this further to find out the validity of it. How did you explore it? Well, when I was young, the first experience I had, Rob, was out of body, fully mm -hmm. conscious. Right. I didn't ask for it. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't aware of it. I was three to four years old. And when I popped out of that body and looked at this two-year-old walking up the steps towards my parents' brick house in Utah in Salt Lake City, I was a fully mature adult male, a human, and I knew it. I knew who I was. I was not from Earth. And the big mystery I had while I was up above that body in a spherical form of energy what beings from other worlds call atma, what people on Earth call soul, not the body, the actual energy being. And I was looking in this sphere of large sphere of energy above my head, and I could tell from the equations and the principles that were displayed there where I was, that I was on Earth, and it was a complete shock. Hmm. I said, what am I doing on Earth? Something had happened to me, Rob, to bring me here and put me in the form I'm in now that was not of my consent. And I had to figure that out as a child growing up, what that meant. It took a lot of work. It took decades of meditation, exploration into hidden truth, leaving my body, traveling down the time track in galactic history, in Earth's ancient history, through Atlantis and Lemuria and further back than that, until I began to discover there have been many civilizations on this planet that people don't know about, right. before even the concept of a Lemuria Atlantis that people know about today. Cycles of them. For instance, there have been six ice ages in 600,000 years. This, this planet's very unusual because of what happened in galactic history in our solar system about six million years ago. When a planet was blown apart, they're literally destroyed. It had life on it, intelligent life. And that it now circles in the orbit of an asteroid field around the sun between Mars and Jupiter. And that affected Earth. The poles of this planet flip overnight every 100,000 years, at least they have been. And when that happens, a culture like Lemuria, for instance, mm -hmm. could develop to 100,000 years, basically an extraterrestrial colony of humans, 
and then it's destroyed overnight. Now, those that could be taken off world leave. Those that are left behind perish. And under treaty, there have been a number of different civilizations in small parts of Earth that were allowed at the end of a great war to occur, uh, both benevolent and royal family bloodline or tyrant races, like Samaria. People talk about the Anunnaki, but the Anunnaki were not human. They were reptilian. So these, these cultures that we're taught about in school, these royal family cultures that are impressed upon us as the premier cultures in our history, like Rome and Samaria and Egypt and the Yucatan, the Mayan, were all tyrant cultures, small places on earth, mining colonies, really. And all of the really benevolent, wondrous cultures that also existed here are somehow occluded, and people have a hard time finding out about them. That goes back into how things were orchestrated here. If tyrants would leave the world when this poles flipped, they would just leave their slave population of humans behind, with one important difference in them. The genomes on their DNA are like switches. Our genomes are like about a billion of them have been mapped out by scientists here on this planet. And if you know the right frequencies, those genomes are switches. So one that would allow a human to live a thousand years, if a tyrant shuts it down, misusing extraterrestrial technology, that person lives 80 to 100 years. If they have a photographic memory, they shut that down. If they're telepathic, they call it intuition. This is what they did to humans over the course of that history. And it's been monitored. There have been many good incursions into this world to prevent its destruction in the last 65 years, still abiding by a treaty that's an off-world treaty. For instance, we would have had nuclear war and been wiped out already had some intervention not occurred in a benevolent way. Um, from my own knowledge, during the Cold War with the Soviet Union, there were 12 different instances where the people actually pushed the button to go to nuclear war. And each time that happened, the launch computer and we're shut down. Hmm. That's really important to know because it means that we're not alone in the universe. It means that we're getting some help, although be it it's unseen by most people. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, my friend. If the, the planet has been around as many times as that you say, and if we've mm-hmm. been populated as many times as you have said, and you know, five ice ages, the the flip of the six six ice ages. I'm sorry. No, sorry. How is the Earth still surviving? How is the planet still surviving? Well, the planet doesn't get destroyed when it flips its poles. The no, I, I mean, but yeah, I understand that. But when the you know the the civilizations that have been mining that have been cultivating using the earth you know the the different mm-hmm. nutrients uh, you know like we've been we've been raping the this planet for so many years and and now That's if right. we take the uh, the number of years that that you're adding on to the accepted range how has this planet survived pardon me no problem Sorry about that. Yeah, these throw things that happen. There. Yeah. Just throw the cell phone out the door. <laughs> That's what I do. I don't even, you know, I'm not going to interrupt the show. It's too important. The planet has always survived. It's like a living being. When the poles change, beings that come here and populate it or under treaty inhabit it, benevolent beings leave. Uh, tyrants just leave people behind. I'd say that probably 2,000 human beings survive on a planetary scale when the poles flip. It's very violent. And they're just reduced to savagery. And if their genomes are shut down so that they don't remember how they got here, mm-hmm. or they don't remember who they were, then they're going to procreate with certain shutdown genomes, and those are passed on hereditarily. I would have to say that after each one of these major events, the planet is actually repopulated or recolonized. It's, Earth is the only planet I know of out there that does this, flipping of the poles. 
flipping over the One place. of the things I found out that's new, Rob, I wanted to share with you and your listeners. Please. Because I don't ask them to take what I say on FaceTime All right. or what we're going to, or anything what, like that. What we're going to do is we've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Okay. And when we come back, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Exonation. Nation, yeah. Scott Lemriel is our special guest. www.paralleltime.com. And Scott and I will be back on the other side of this break. After the news, right here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget to check out the programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarwalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen.
ExoNation, our guest this hour is a gentleman that we've had the pleasure of having on the show before, Scott Lemriel is his name, and his website is ParallelTime.com. All right, Scott, tell us about planet Earth. Okay, we left off, I think I was going to tell you something, which is a great revelation, I yes. think, for, for you and your listeners. For me, it certainly was when I was in no uncertain terms shown this off-world. The poles of this planet that have been regularly flipping, scientists on this planet, classified arenas know this for a fact, that it flips cyclically. Mm-hmm. So it's classified. They don't want to scare people. But they, even some geologists that are out in the non-classified PhD world know that. These ice ages are regular. They actually come about quickly within 24 hours. They're not long, slow processes. But the polar flips for this planet, in order for it to become a normal human world like so many millions of others I'm aware of, and join those and be given that technology, cures for disease and living long, long lives, can come about when this world is operating under one benevolent government system, which we know it isn't yet. But that's one of the requirements. So we, they don't allow nuclear devices or weaponry out there in space. It's banned uh, because they're only destructive. They don't allow the development of imbalanced isotopes that get out of a lead case and kill everybody. They don't use that type of energy. They long ago did away with that kind of thing. So one of the things that recently came about is the suspension permanently of the polar flips of this planet. That's never happened before. That means the prophesied destiny or destructive destiny Mm -hmm. about this planet has been permanently altered. Things are underway now that are unexpected, unanticipated by any classified government or group on this planet. And they're going to become more apparent in the days to come. When the Mayan calendar came to an end in December 21st, I think it was 2012, the Mayan shamans themselves, who mostly live in Guatemala, there's about 500 of them, who know how to read their own calendar. They're simple people. But they know that the interpretation of the end of one calendar and the beginning of a new one was not what people were saying that visited them, that had their belief systems. It's never been about an Armageddon or destruction. For them... They don't understand what form it will take, but they say, and I quote, the end of one calendar for them and the Mm -hmm. beginning of the new one marks the end of evil as an experiment on Earth. That's how they interpret it. They know something. But if that's the case, here we are in the year 2017, five years later, Mm -hmm. and the world is getting worse instead of better. Yeah, it depends on your point of view. Well, I can let's, from, let's look yeah, at... Yeah, tr- I mean, you can look at it and say it's getting better, let's look I at, see things going on that most people don't. Well, let's, let, let's take it from a human point here. Okay. We've sure. got the tension rising with the nuclear capability of North Korea. We have, right. North, we have China building islands in the Pacific, making it True. very easy to get onto the mainland USA. Nuclear weapons from North Korea... Mm-hmm. apparently have the capability. We know that tensions are increasing with Russia. We know what's going on in the Middle East. We know about mm-hmm. ISIS. We know about the mm-hmm. climate. And the list goes on and on and on, not to mention the political situation in the United States and Great Britain right. pulling out of um, the European Union. And now we have uh, a political upset in pa- in France. This, yep. to me is getting worse instead of getting better. I don't blame you for seeing it that way. I don't yeah. I don't blame anybody so, on this planet so, for so seeing it. So tell me way. how you see it, my friend. Okay, that's what I want to share with people because when I say this stuff and I'm speaking the truth, when I do it, mm-hmm. there's a something at the core of all our beings despite how we were covertly messed with without our awareness to not know certain things on this planet. There's something at the core of our being, what people call solar, what people from other worlds call atma, an atom of the divine, you might say, mm-hmm. that has always had at its core a dominant capability over any form of negative being or technology, but they've been made to deliberately forget this or not believe it. Tyrants do that to control people, but at the core of our being, when it's woken up, this returns to people. And all those stuff that you see on the news that they're perpetrating to keep people divided and conquered 
to keep the planet in its status quo. In reality, there's no possibility from my perspective to have a nuclear war on this planet. It's innuendo, but they're not allowed to actually do it. Why do I say that? It goes back to what's one of the highest classified things. What happened during the Cold War with the former Soviet Union that shut down launch computers here and there? All right, so let's try to actually have a war. So why would the powers to be allow humanity to have nuclear the capability of nuclear destruction? Do you mean the pl- the powers that be on earth? No, the, the powers, powers to be in the universe. Ah, okay, that goes back in galactic history. Tyrants have always, let's put it this way, if you have a treaty at the end of a great war half a million years ago, there hasn't been one since in our galaxy, and a treaty is struck up, and worlds are destroyed, and there's been a lot of death, Yeah. you don't, if you're benevolent world systems at that time, you don't go to the home worlds of tyrants who started it and wipe out their children, destroy their planet. You strike a treaty, and you give everybody time to rebuild. Mm-hmm. That treaty is policed. A type of Cold War has been going on for half a million years out there that is affecting here. Tyrants will agree to a treaty, but then they'll find every way they can to break it just short of going to war. And that's been going on. So when I say that the the situation we're on on Earth is exemplary Mm -hmm. of influences from outside of planet, I really mean that. We actually are the effect of greater forces and beings, good and bad, from beyond this planet. I would have to say the majority, 95% of all the races I know of Mm -hmm. in our galaxy are benevolent and work together in harmony. There's a few that aren't, that are space-faring, that are tyrant, and it's been a thorn in the side of these beings for a very long time. They found recently a way to neutralize the subconscious drives that makes tyrants tyrants out there. Because they weren't that way once. Something was done to them to pervert them in that direction. And from my knowledge, and what I'm sharing with your folks, is something is underway now out in the galaxy that never occurred before that allows the benevolent races out there to begin to neutralize, not kill, the drives subconsciously that were implanted in those tyrant beings so that they are no longer tyrant beings. And eventually that's going to be done here. That's going to have to be an experience everyone will go through, of course. So let me ask you. Let me ask. Let me ask you this: Are you a humanoid or are you an ET? I'm human. My body is human, but I'm from other worlds. I was came here on a mission a long time ago. It was intercepted, and I was placed in this body. That's a fact. All right, so you've, but, you've got uh, the body of a human, but the being of an uh, ET. Earth human, yeah. Okay. That's right. I mean, it's hard to describe this to people because I didn't come here to be mm-hmm. in this body of free will, choice. But I thought everybody yeah. had free will. Well, they do. But there's the free will they think they have on Earth, and then there's true free will, which is the ability, and I'll make a statement about this from my own experience only, Rob. Okay. It's the ability to look through the pineal gland in the center of the brain, which mm-hmm. is a certain function, as a being, and tune into the rods and cones that are in the side surface of that pineal gland. They're not for seeing visible light and hearing sound like our eyes and ears do. They're for tuning into other locales in creation and looking into the universe with other beings, connecting with them telepathically and knowing things about the universe, the multidimensional nature of it, and who we are as beings, with certainty. This gets rid of doubt, fear, speculation, and theory, which are artificially created negative emotions implanted in people who think they're normal. They're not. Normal human beings aren't supposed to function under those kinds of parameters. So we're being controlled. We have been controlled, yes. And that, what is I'm trying to share with people is that whole control mechanism is being undone, retired like the dinosaur. By who? By the benevolent races out in the universe. Why now? Why not earlier? Because they, 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 it's a good question. Because they recently went through mm-hmm. an unexpected consciousness-raising experience, and so did the Seyrays, who are much older than, say, a Pleiadian person, or someone from the Pleiades, or many races that travel the stars. They're very, very ancient. 
they went through an unexpected transformation that they received from a much higher dimensional reality, which gave them the insight, particularly the Seres, to begin to get involved with the younger races again. Because left on their own without some kind of better guidance, Mm -hmm. people get into trouble, and we have. This experiment people call evil was actually brought into creation deliberately long ago, and it's a failed experiment. It never worked. It doesn't work. It creates endless cycles like the law of physics. Every action creates an equal but opposite reaction. Right, but This works with thoughts and feelings, too. But we see evil each and every day. Yes, you do. So how it's can not we... a normal planet. People think it is, but it's not. Oh, uh, listen, I've known for many years this planet is not normal. <laughs> how could you miss it, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is not a normal planet of human beings. And the sad part is and this needs to be rectified, Mm -hmm. is that human beings on Earth once knew what I'm sharing tonight. They once knew it. It was taken from them, deliberately, under scenarios and lifetimes before they ever were born here. There are things called an implant technology. And what that is, a primary implant, is nothing more than the misuse of extraterrestrial technology dealing with an understanding of frequency. And it is designed like a hologram. In it are placed artificially constructed images of terror, death, domination by a tyrant race. And then it's implanted in the electromagnetic field that surrounds the being. Imagine yourself as a sphere of energy, like the sun, okay. as a soul, not the body. Right. And it emanates an energy field out that scientists can measure. People call it the aura. And some mm-hmm. people see that aura around people's bodies. It actually extends out equally in all directions, 20 feet, 30 feet, 5 feet, depends on the individual. But it's into the electromagnetic field that emanates from you, the being, not the body, into which these implants are placed. Mm. And then an artificially created energy field is placed in that energy field around you, the being, and it's called the subconscious. And people on Earth think that a subconscious mind is normal. It's not. Normal human beings that live out in the galaxy do not have subconscious minds at all. We're not meant to. Because anything that's subconscious means you're not aware of what's being done there. So they place these programs in there that are designed to affect the nervous system. It's like you're looking out of your eyes from the being that you are through the physical eyes through a field of energy, but you're not consciously aware You're looking through colored glasses that have images in it that distort perception. One of the things that's underway is called implant removal, where they take these artificially created programs out and dissolve them. All right, stand by, Scott. We've got to take our final break. This is very interesting, my friend. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. Exonation, Scott and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, check out all the great programming that is available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, Soul Balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A Soul Balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Scott Lemriel is our special guest of this hour, ExoNation, www.parallelTime.com. Again, Scott, we had to have a bit of a cliffhanger because of these breaks. <laughs> please That's continue. Okay. Understood. <laughs> Believe me, I'm used to it. So please continue. Yeah, I was talking about this implant, yes. how the implants are done. Mm-hmm. What, what I try to get across to people, and I don't expect them to grasp it right away because the implants are affecting them, but, and this was done to everybody on Earth, by the way, no exceptions. That's why you have hidden leaders and classified leaders that are they're mostly good people, not all bad. They're just misdirected subconsciously. So it's no wonder they can't get their act together mm. and have one benevolent government and go join the rest of the races out there that travel the stars. But is this what the New World Order is trying to do, the One World Order is to create well, that they're trying benevolent? to carry out a reptilian program to eliminate three-quarters of the population, uh, so down they're to the, 500 million, to make it easily, the slaves more easily controllable. They're, never they're the bad guys. Yeah, and that's not going to work. One of the things that recently happened that I want to share with you, there used to be a kind of a stronghold of a reptilian bipedal race here mm-hmm. that got in cahoots with our government after World War II and Russia. 
And that goes back to Nazi Germany and Hitler's scientists and how that all happened and all that. And that kind of influence outside of this planet has been quarantined. They've been sent home. So it, there's a hidden government on the planet that's been relying on this imperial force to back up what they've been trying to do, and they no longer have that support. So they really don't have a future the way they're heading it in space, and there's a good reason for that, simply put. To carry nuclear weapons, radioactive materials on reverse-engineered spacecraft in a classified space program out into the stars beyond our solar system they're never going to be allowed to do that. They're quarantined here because that's outlawed. And most of the worlds out there and their territories are occupied by far more advanced races, many of them human than us. We're never going to be able to go play among the stars, planting American or Soviet or Russian or Chinese flags out there and mining their resources. It's never going to happen. Because space is already occupied. Then why, why, in the why classified we, arena here know that now? Then why are we allowed to go to Mars? Why are we allowed to to send probes out to the distant galaxies to see what's out there? Why? Why, why would anybody interfere if they're benevolent? But why wouldn't if they... you go out there with nuclear materials now? However, mm-hmm. you got a problem. But why wouldn't they just, if the knowledge is there, why put us through all this hell? Well, part of it is because of what we did, you, me, and everyone else on this world. It goes back in galactic history, how we ended up here when others did not. It really has to do with responsibility, it means to me personally, Rob. When I realized in galactic history, going up to many dimensions, and there are many higher dimensions they can prove that in string theory and quantum physics easily. You know, I everybody, at that time... Everything that was created was of a benevolent nature. However, when you really go back to it, accepting responsibility for this thing we call evil, mm-hmm. that all of us had a part in it somewhere, sometime, it, it doesn't help to bitch about it. What matters most is that at some point we accept that collectively, as part of the source, what people from other worlds call prime creator, we are, as these spherical beings I described earlier, made of exactly the same energy in every way, in every capability as what people call the supreme being itself. Identical, but on a smaller scale, like a drop in an ocean. And we're all responsible for changing this failed experiment, which means that it's required that we put some effort forward to wake up what has been taken from us and exercise some wisdom in doing it, because at the core of our being, we have the ability to break through this stuff. We just need a little encouragement. But how do we do that if people don't know what they've done or what the real story is? The vibration on the planet has to be significantly raised. Well, once that's again, underway. but once again, how I mean, do you? In get... other words, if your vibration raises mm-hmm. enough, you begin to remember past these influences of implants because the implants are designed to play on your nervous system with two things occluded: sight and sound. The visuals like sight, sound, smell, taste, everything they want is moving in an implant, but you don't see it. The one thing that you do is fill it. So if it's a terrorizing suppression implant, you fill it, but subconsciously, and that misdirects people's awareness. To get to the bottom of it, one of the things that I do, and I've been doing it for 60 years plus, mm-hmm. has protected me and my mission here in ways that are just indescribable. I don't get interfered with from black ops. I don't get phones interfered with or Skype or any of this. People say, how is that possible? I send out a word, a vibratory original word that was used to create all creation that, you know, you recover this in time. It isn't native to this planet. It wasn't brought here. I mean, it wasn't invented by anybody here. No one on the planet owns it or possesses it or copyrights it. All that it does is allow a human being to send out a certain frequency that comes with a certain protection, to start to connect with beings that have never been implanted that can help set this differently. And I send it out, it sounds like a whole round tone. Mm -hmm. I know how it works and I'm very confident about it because I've had decades and decades of experience with it and with beings from other worlds. It just sounds like this, Rob. You... 
You're the second person in three weeks who's told me about the hue. I told you about it a year ago. You did, and I had a couple of people on the other night, Nick and Mike Sebastian. I know those people. And they were telling us, they were telling the explanation about the hue. It's not native to this planet. didn't originate here. No being or race can control it. It's like a fail-safe, a mechanism that begins to reverse mm. all that was done of a negative nature. So when I send it out, like for me, I'll do that before I get on a radio show, and I do it like this. I go into the imaginative stream. I send the hue out. Mm-hmm. I ask my friends from very far out of town, I mean off-planet, mm-hmm. that I trust, safely show me deliberately hidden truth on a grand cosmic multidimensional scale and the much greater knowing of the love within it. And I send this out. They hear that. Beings that have never been implanted, this time and space is not a factor. They'll hear it. And negative energies cannot penetrate it. And I can only share that with people to say I know it from experience, but it's true. When people start to discover this use of this, which vibrates the head upward of the pineal gland, opens a door, so to speak, things start to get reversed for them. They begin to remember, have deja vus during the daytime. Things start to happen in their lives that are of a benevolent, uplifting nature. They begin to become more confident, despite what's going on in this world. That's been true for me. And I will do it for, you know, before I go to bed at night, I'll relax, take several deep breaths, take all my concerns... We're very powerful beings, but we've been manipulated to misuse our creative imagination in dualistic ways. So we've been dumbed down. Yeah, we want to have our good destiny for our our own family and ourselves, Mm -hmm. but we're terrified of the end of the world, right? Yeah. That's how most people think. That splits the imagination in half. We're not supposed to use the imagination that way. We're supposed to use the imagination to deliberately create only that which will be uplifting and of a benevolent nature for all life, and not just life on our planet. We need to become more cosmic in our thinking, more universal, galactic in our thinking. The planet's heading that way. Once we do that, we will be invited into this organization. They don't use money. They'll give us the technology in the ships, and they won't even charge us for it. They don't work with monetary systems. Those were created by tyrants to control people, and they didn't get originated on this planet. So when I send out the hue, you, I do it from the perspective of my knowing of a vast host of beings beyond this world who do this to keep from ever acquiring a subconscious mind. That's probably the most important thing I can share with your listeners. Totally, totally interesting. When do you it think... is, too, because then it becomes experiential for mm-hmm. the person I'm sharing it with. It's not my experience then, it's theirs. So when is this major shift going to happen, in your opinion? It's underway now, Rob. I know it's, and I agree with you completely, and your listeners, that it's very difficult to see through yeah. the morass of controlled media we get bombarded with. But there are things that are underway now to prevent the gloom and doom of war, particularly nuclear weapons. I mean, I see bomb casings sitting in silos and rockets rusting for decades because they're not going to be allowed to set them off above ground. Not even North Korea has been able to do that. Underground atomic small-yield weapons. Above ground, nobody's done it in decades. So it's an interesting point. Hey, listen, uh, Scott. I'd like to thank you very much for joining us tonight. Let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and all you're about. Thanks, Rob. I really appreciate you having me on again. They can go to www.parallelltime.com, parallelltime.com. There are videos there, shows like Rob's or any other radio shows, if I'm allowed, will be there for people to listen to. Uh, videos, presentations I've done at major conferences around the world. There's nothing charged there. It's, it's all free. The two books I have there that are for sale through trustworthy online retailers are there for people. All the links are provided, but I don't sell anything at the website. So Scott, that's, that should do it. Scott, take care of yourself. We'll have you back on in the future. Until then, keep the great work up, my friend. I will be looking forward to it, Rob. Thank you. Good night, Scott. Exonation, once again, if you'd like to get more information about our guest this hour, Scott Lemriel, www.parallel.
time.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Mm-hmm. 